Hello and welcome. I'm Cassandra Ray, Spiritual Director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We're a learning center of practical spirituality. This means that we practice and teach spiritual tools for personal and global transformation. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling, there's a place for you here. We believe that you're surrounded and supported by an infinite loving presence of power and potential. That you are powerful beyond measure and together we awaken to our spiritual magnificence. Our podcast captures a live inspirational message from our gatherings on Sundays in South Surrey. Enjoy. Well, like I was <clears throat> excuse me, mentioning earlier, it's been about a month since I've started working with the board and the practitioners. And actually, it was one year ago this month that I came and I spoke for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's been about a month and I'm, I'm a brand new minister just having graduated and becoming licensed and, and then taking a little bit of time off before I made the leap to move to Canada and then candidate here and now begin here working in this community. And it's, it's a lot of being on my growing edge. <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? On a lot of levels, being in a new country, in a new community, with a new organization. It's a lot of answered prayer all at once. And I'm reminded that even welcomed change can be challenging. And there can be some bumps in the road. And so one of the things that I've been praying for in my own personal path, I've been praying to, to know and, and remember that the minister who I want to be, the leader who I want to be, is already alive inside of me. And that's, that's the message that I've received from spirit to, to comfort and just take a breath, right? There's a lot of meetings and creations to do and partake in and people to know. And, and sometimes I wonder about my schedule, right? <laughs> and yet, the, the person I want to be, the leader I want to be, is right here inside of me, guiding me in each and every moment. And this is what I want to remind you of today, that there's a blueprint within you that is encoded with your highest purpose and your deepest meaning. It is the actualized you, the you that is in your power, that knows your worth and your value, that shares your gifts generously, that receives graciously. 
that asks for what you want and need, that doesn't take responsibility for other people's feelings and lives, and that has the courage and the clarity to go after what you truly want. Yeah. This you is active, alive, and it wants your attention. It is that still, small voice calling to you, the voice of your soul, spirit within you. So today we're going to talk about, well, how do we access that blueprint? How do we activate it? How do we tap into the clarity and power of the actualized you? And how do you let it lead the way? How do you let this blueprint unfold in your life? So this past week, I was journaling. I try to do that every day, journal. And sometimes when I journal, I have conversations with my soul, and I just ask. I ask the actualized me, I ask it for guidance. And this week, what came up was that I realized that actually going after your, your dreams and your, your purpose that that's vulnerable work, that there's some vulnerability around that. Darn. <laughs> I don't necessarily want it to be vulnerable, and yet there can be some tenderness around your dreams and your wishes, around your true desires. And sometimes in life, we pile a whole bunch of stuff on top of those dreams and desires. And we kind of drown out that inner voice. Sometimes we pad it with protective layers of doubt, fear, and insecurity. And then sometimes there are feelings and emotions that we're maybe even not equipped to process. There are times that we internalize disempowering experiences as proof that we're not enough. So opening to that blueprint, opening to that wisdom and opening to that guidance it does require us also to open up to anything that we have padded it with, anything that we have tried to protect ourselves from. So this might be a little overwhelming, addressing those things in life that we might not want to. This can be especially challenging if you're upbringing was less than stellar. That's code word for like <laughs> real crappy childhood. <laughs> if you've experienced any sort of trauma or if any of your identities are marginalized, 
meaning they're not a part of the dominant culture, then you might have some extra padding and some extra stuff that's there. And so just I want to pause here for just a second to recognize that sometimes for our own self-protection, we need some extra support from outside of ourselves to help us unpack those things so that we can return to the truth and that inner teacher that lives inside of us, those tender places that want us to thrive. And I don't think this is a like an if in life. I think it's a more of a when. <laughs> like we all need extra help at certain points in our life to help us get back to the core of who we are. Whether that's like a therapist or your minister, your practitioner, a life coach, a trusted friend, we all need someone to hold space for us at some point to help us get back to that essence of who we are. And you know, you can feel it. You can feel it in your heart and your mind. And your soul will even nudge you toward getting that extra help. So the best and most effective way I know to access the blueprint within you, your actualized self, is self-care. And I want you to begin to thinking about self-care in a slightly different way. Because self-care is often something that we do in our modern culture to help us maintain the status quo. So maybe sometimes it looks like this, like you go, 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 do, 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 and you're so like running yourself ragged and you're so busy you can't even sleep a full night. And so then when you get to that point where you kind of crash and you go, okay, doesn't matter what I want to do, I have to get some rest then we engage in self-care, right? It's like crash, burn, self-care. <laughs> and then usually you go back to, once you've kind of charged yourself up enough, you go back to like crash, burn, self-care. And I, what I want you to do is actually to step out of that cycle because that cycle keeps the padding around your purpose, it keeps it firmly padded and locked away. And I think there's, there's something, there's something beautiful wanting to be birthed in you, through you, as you. And that's part of my vision for you is that that actualized self is so alive in your life that every day it's your actualized self living your life. So the first step in safe, sacred self-care is to pause, 
and raise your awareness. To take an inventory of your inner and outer life. Where are you? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? What do you want or need? These are the fundamental questions of accessing your blueprint. If you want more meaning in your life, these are the questions that you start with. Where am I? How do I feel? What do I think about that? And what do I want or need? Now, honestly, those four questions can keep you busy for like super long time. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's my general journaling practice. Where am I? How do I feel? What do I think? What do I want? That's my everyday journaling practice. And then, some, and then in addition to that, it's like, okay, soul, what do I do? And so the important thing to practice when you begin asking and answering these questions, because sometimes there might be answers you don't like. is to respond with self-acceptance. Yet breathing into that, into that self-acceptance. Because no matter where you are, or how far away you might be from your dreams, or your ideal, or for what you want, or maybe if you felt you've fallen short, no matter where you are, you are loved and embraced right where you're at. One of the ministers who really supported me along my path is Reverend Jane Beach. And she wrote this book called Remembering Who I Am. And when I decided, when I heard the call to ministry, I was in the middle of preparing for practitioner training. And I was just about ready to start at the center I was in. And when I heard that, when I knew all of a sudden that I was going to be a minister, I thought, oh, practitioner training is something new and different now. This is actually the beginning of my ministerial training. It's not like just practitioner training. So I did some research, and I started looking at other centers. And I said, well, who are the ministers in my area? Maybe I need to check them out and decide who I want to study with. And this is how I found Jane Beach. I left the center I was at to go study with Jane Beach. And you know what happened? She was not teaching practitioner training. And yet, I knew. I knew she was my teacher, and so I left. I, I put everything on hold. I said, I'm, I'm leaving this center. I'm not going to go to practitioner training. I know I'm going to do it someday. But I know even more than that, that Jane Beach is my teacher. So listen to what she says. 
How big is divine love? It's really, really big. <laughs> As it manages the entire universe, it extends into the vastness of my deepest, darkest fears to shine its light on each of them. This light of love has no need to change my fears. Instead, it simply wants them to know how loved they are. Period. Divine love is uncomplicated, gentle, and without an agenda. I get to decide how to respond to it. Because it has no agenda, my response is always okay, accepted as is. So in your self-discovery, self-exploration, you are loved and accepted as you are right now. And this, this idea that divine love isn't trying to change me, it simply wants to embrace me and know that I am loved, that was a message I needed to receive before actually continuing with my training. Because see, for years I wondered, why did I put everything on hold? Because I did. It was a two-year, like, you know, I want to say like branch, but it, it really wasn't. It was really my path that took two years longer than I thought it would take because I needed that message that it is okay to take my fears to divine love to not only that it was okay to have them it was okay to be afraid and upset and angry and I'm reminded of Shelley when Shelley talked about her path with new thought. She shared that when she found a community that could embrace her questions, her fears, her doubts, that that's when she felt the true transformation within her. And sometimes in new thought communities, we get a little bit squishy when it comes to what we would call negative emotions. And yet, Ernest Holmes himself encouraged us to make space for our emotions. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about making space for them. In the same way that practitioner Diane mentioned in her quote from Eckhart Tolle about making space to observe what's happening. Ernest Holmes says, I'm going to quote him here, but I just have to tell you up front, I'm changing the quote to be gender, inc yeah, gender inclusive. <laughs> yes. And I also want to add my little spin to it here too. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to spin it. <laughs> In the well-balanced person, emotion is controlled by the intellect 
Now, I'd have to add there the intellect of the soul. Not just our mind, but the intellect of our being. But in many people, there is conflict between the emotion and the intellect. Emotion uncontrolled produces chaos. Unexpressed, it produces confusion, conflict, and complexes. For energy will have an outlet. Bottled up, it creates a pressure that is the cause of much damage to the physical person, to the physical body. So even in our founding teacher, Dr. Holmes, he's telling us it's okay to feel the emotions that you might not even feel comfortable with. Because to bottle them up, that's what causes the pain in our life. But we can make space for them and not get absorbed by them. So practicing self-love by increasing our awareness, increasing our self-acceptance, and opening to receive, to receive the love that is here for you. When I engage in this kind of self-care, it inspires shifts and change. It inspires me to speak up for myself, set boundaries, say no, to let go of expectations, and to take responsibility for me, to get clear for what I want, and to take the brave baby steps toward my dream and desires. This is self-care. Honoring the blueprint of purpose and meaning inside of you. That is self-care. To say yes to the love and guidance of the actualized self that is already you and right here. Breathing that in, this is your chance where you now get to ask me a question. So who's first? Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're supported 100% by your generous contributions. If you found value in this episode, please give online at csl-whiterock.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter so that you'll be notified of future episodes as well as ways to connect, learn, and grow. Thank you and abundant blessings on your path.